You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. Stephen Simcox here with you. And uh, we have a special guest. I was able to pull my friend Matt Roberts from KWKT. Fox 44 in Waco. He also does a college baseball podcast or a baseball podcast called Baseball Stuff. I was able to pull him away from master's coverage for five or six minutes here <laughs> to, to talk some college baseball with me. <laughs> how, how do you know it's not on? And, you know, I don't have another screen in front of me right now. It could be, could be trying to do double duty here. <laughs> That's true. It, yeah, he might yeah. be doing some fist pumps, and we don't know it because yeah. this, is, this is audio only. But, yeah, Matt's with me because in addition to, you know, being a big baseball fan um, and being on TV and kind of the same market that I work in, he's a tech alum, a proud tech alum. And we have TCU and Texas Tech coming up this weekend in a weekend series starting on Friday. So, Matt, um, I first wanted to ask you, honestly, like I, I saw Tech beat K-State 17-1 to on, I guess that was Thursday of Easter weekend, and I didn't really pay attention again to kind of what was going on until, sun, or until Saturday. And I looked up and I was like, oh, wow, K-State won two in a row. <laughs> So, I mean, this happens in baseball sometimes. Was that just a a bad series in the course of a long season, or or was there things that happened there that you're like, oh, this is is a little concerning? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, as Ron Washington would say, that's just the way baseball go. And, uh, you know, if Tech's going to win one of the games in that series and still lose it, it's got to be the one the day that Chris Beard leaves. You got to win that one 17-1. You can can get by with the other ones, but – yeah, it was just a kind of a weird series. I mean, I, at the beginning of the year, I thought Kansas State was a regional team, and they had a chance to fight for a regional. They have a lot of talent. They got a lot of pitching this year, which mm-hmm. I think gives them a chance in this conference. So I think to start off, they're a little bit better than everybody thinks. Uh, and then Tech goes in there, puts up 17 runs, knocks around their their potential first round draft pick, and I think it's just kind of human nature to to maybe let off a little bit. A lot, the last time Kansas State beat Texas Tech in a series. A lot of these kids weren't even in high school yet. And so just they don't really have the tradition. You kind of you thumped them the night before. And another thing about Texas Tech's lineup is they're very aggressive. And when you go put up 17 on a guy one night, then you come back and, and you know, maybe they start getting some runs and maybe you're getting a little over anxious. And, and Tech will attack early in the counts a lot of times. Um, and, I, and I think it just got to the point where they were maybe pressing a little bit and and you know, not really get away from their plan at the plate, which allowed Kansas State to to really take advantage and really shut them down over the last couple of days. And, and if you look back, Tech kind of does this early on in conference play. There's maybe a series or two where you're like, wow, that you know that that didn't seem right. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago they go down to Texas, uh, you know, taking on the Horns. One of the first couple series of Big Twelve play, maybe the first series of Big Twelve play, they lost that series. Texas was garbage that year. I mean, I think that was literally the only series Texas won in 2019 because they ended up missing the Big 12 tournament that year. Um, so that one, you know, at the time you thought, well, Texas was kind of rolling. They just swept LSU and all that kind of stuff, but they did not have a good year. So you have those. You have, you know, a couple years ago they came down here to Baylor, and, and I maybe put Baylor more in the Kansas State category that they're better than people gave them credit for back in 2018. And they came out and they, they you know, slapped Tech around and, and really took it to them. And, and kind of serve notice that, hey, you know, we're, we're a really good team and they ended up having a good year that year. So I think that's kind of 
what Tech is trying to do and trying to figure out Tadlock's trying to work through the lineup, work through the rotation, figure out roles, all those kinds of things. And, and he has really been good with this team at getting them better as the season goes along. So they're playing their best baseball going into May and June typically. And uh, so I think there's still, there's usually a series or two every year where you're kind of, kind of a head scratcher. And you mentioned the lineup. Uh, it might be unfair to the Texas Tech pitching staff because they're always good, Matt. But when I think of Texas Tech baseball, I just think of a team that mashes. And it's it's like every player that's up, it's, oh, this guy can go yard two. Um, it's it, one to nine is great. But I wanted to ask you first about these young guys uh, because it's, it's some younger players that are really doing a great job for them. Drew Baker's hitting over 400. Uh, Jace Young, who is the uh, brother of Josh Young, who's in the Rangers organization right now, he's hitting bombs. I think he has 11 home runs on the yeah. year. Also, Cal Conley's having a really good season. Were you expecting this from some of these, you know, freshmen and sophomores after last year got cut short for for those guys to be leading the charge in this lineup? I don't know if I expected it to be this good. I certainly expected guys like Drew Baker to to play a much bigger role. I mean, they they were they were key pieces in that run to Omaha in 2019, but in, in spot duty, they they played certain roles. They pinch hit. They were defensive replacements, things like that. Um, Jace Young, I had I had cautious optimism for. I mean, when when your older brother just left and he's one of the best players in program history and probably going to be playing, you know, third base in the major leagues by the end of this year, you you don't want to put that kind of pressure on a guy coming in. And so from that perspective, you know, I think Jace Young has exceeded my expectations because you just you just never want to heap that expectation on a player and, and you don't want to disappoint set yourself up for disappointment in a way expecting them to do that but they, these guys you know they can mash I mean Cal Conley a guy that we saw a little bit last year really really get after it and, and they've got a, a, a good lineup led by those guys at the top again I talked about them being very aggressive they they'll hunt a fastball on you I mean you can it's hard to get a fastball by them, uh, but you know if you can get them out of their rhythm and you can get them, you know maybe chasing stuff early, uh, then then you can kind of get them off of their plan and, and get them away from. As Tadlock likes to say, he talks about guys that separate balls and strikes, and and typically they do uh, do a good job of that. But if you get them off of that, you know out of that mindset a little bit, kind of like Kansas State did, then then they're maybe a little bit more vulnerable. We'll return to our conversation with Matt Roberts here in a second. Before we do that, I want to uh, tell you about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I tell you about it every day. And, man, listen, like I am not a huge gambler. That's never been my thing. But betonline.ag makes it really easy and simple, even for someone like me to understand it. I encourage you to go to their website. They're your online sportsbook experts. They have everything you need to know to make some money on uh, Major League Baseball, the NBA, when college football and the NFL rolls back around in the fall it's a must-have site they also give you injury reports so it's a good place to just find you know your sports news throughout the day if you want to use it that way in addition to making some money betonline.ag use the promo code locked on you get 20 percent off or excuse me a 20 percent sign up bonus lee sterling from paramount sports runs that he's been in the vegas world for years making things happen making people rich betonline.ag try it today so that that's the lineup, and, and as I said, they have a lot of guys that can hit, as Tech always does. Um, and, and the rotation has been really solid this year as well. I mean, aside from that K-State series and a tough so- a start to the season at Globe Life, which every Big 12 team had a rough start there in that yeah. Big 12 SEC tournament, unfortunately, <laughs> for the league. Uh, they've 
run off, you know, an impressive number of wins. So how is this rotation setting up so far early in the season, Matt? Well, first of all, I I can't believe uh, Texas Tech and TCU had the audacity to even complete their season coming up from, (laughs) you know, listening to SEC Twitter after the, the first weekend of the season. I can't believe they didn't just split the trophy three ways after that. But, uh, no, I think uh, ran into a little bit of a speed bump last week, and I think that's why you're seeing Coach Tadlock change it up a little bit. Um, you know, we've seen Brandon Birdsell start on Friday nights all year long. Uh, we've seen, um, you know, Mason Montgomery in the Sunday role. This week he's switching it up a little bit, bringing Micah Dallas out of the bullpen, 2019 freshman All-American who Tadlock surprised everybody last year by moving him to the closer role coming off a freshman All-American season as a Friday night guy for Tech then on an Omaha team. Uh, so then this year came out, started against Ole Miss, pretty shaky there, went back to the pin, and was kind of the long reliever, high leverage, 3-4 inning guy. Um, you know, the Oklahoma State Series came in on Saturday, and, and I think he pitched three innings, really kind of shut the door on him then. And you could tell he was kind of itching to get back into the rotation and, and working his way back into the rotation. I think with the longer layoff, with Easter last week and no midweek games this week for Tech, I think Tadlock saw it as a perfect opportunity to slide Dallas from the bullpen, bring him to start on Friday night. Uh, Then you've got Patrick Monteverdi, who's going to stay in that Saturday role, a young kid who's been outstanding all year long. Again, last week notwithstanding, uh, he's really, really been kind of the rock in the middle of that Texas Tech rotation. You know, you look at at some of the ways that, uh, you know, that Oklahoma State series, they, they lost the first game and, that Saturday game becomes a lot more important when you lose on Friday night. So uh, Patrick Monteverdi has been really good in that spot. And then you move Birdsell from Friday night to Sunday night. And Birdsell has been really good for Tech as well, has really, really good stuff. Um, And and the thing about this Texas Tech pitching staff, I think if you talk to anybody that has, has worried you, the stuff is there. The stuff is fantastic. But some issues with free passes, whether it's walks, uh, whether it's hit by, you know, hit batters, you know, some defensive lapses, which, you know, you, you don't necessarily expect from, from a Texas Tech team. But um, I, I think the, the rotation we've seen, as I talked about, Tadlock kind of make adjustments as he goes along. And I think he was trying to figure out a way to get Micah Dallas after a rough start back in the rotation. Micah Dallas wants to be back in the rotation. So this is a perfect opportunity. And, and now – there's a much more of a sense of urgency with the NCAA coming out this week saying that they're going to predetermine the regional sites. Texas Tech's got to really make some hay here in the next month because you've got basically this series and you've got the series at the end of the month against the Longhorns to bump up your RPI, impress the committee, and all those kinds of things if they're really going to make a decision on hosting at the beginning of May. So I think there's a sense of urgency, and, and this rotation is going to have a different look uh, this year, although – you know, since TCU fans didn't see Tech last year, it's, it's going to look similar with, with Dallas getting the ball on Friday night. So I, I think there's a lot of potential there. Uh, and, and I think now the, the key piece as we go along in Big 12 play is figuring out the rest of things, you know, piecing together what the back end looks like, you know, who are your guys you can go to? Because there's a lot of freshmen that they've thrown out there that honestly have, have really struggled with command. And it's really, it, it's cost them in some games. So I think that's going to be, if you can get into that tech bullpen and pass a couple guys like, you know, Ryan Sublette, I'm sure Mason Montgomery is going to be in that mix now. Uh, if you can get past those guys, then I think you really have a chance to get at some of these younger tech pitchers whose stuff really hasn't quite arrived just yet. 
Final thing for you, Matt. I, I've always really appreciated, even though, you know, when, when TCU has to go to Lubbock in any capacity, I'm always nervous. But I always appreciate that Tech almost has, like, their own culture as a fan base. Of, yeah. When I think about Texas, I think about, like, Country Club. And when I think Tech, I kind of think these people might be two drinks away from taking my head off. And I, I feel like that's a good that's that's a good level of intensity. So ha- has the yeah. atmosphere been different um, this season with, with the capacity restrictions, because w- between the weather in West Texas and just the rowdiness of the fans, that is a place where uh, the Red Raiders have really almost been unbeatable in, in, in the Tadlock era. Yeah, and, and they've really done a really good job of, of showing up in what numbers they could. Those numbers have gradually increased as the season has gone along. Um, but yeah, once they had that first Big 12 series, that's the other thing is there really hadn't been a lot of games that, that you would really have a big-time atmosphere at, except for the Oklahoma State series. And they, they came out in full force. They they represented and they packed it as full as they possibly could. And, you know, Texas Tech, they Lubbock has always wanted to support baseball. And, you know, when I was in school, I, I went to many, 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 many games. The end of the uh, the, the end of the Larry Hayes era, the start of the Dan Spencer era, which thankfully led to the Tim Tadlock era, but they, you know, they wanted to get behind this team and they just weren't very good. And, um, and, and so now they've, they've built a consistent winner that these fans have, have really, really embraced. And the, the people of West Texas, the people of Lubbock want to give you every opportunity to gain their full support and get their, get behind you and, and throw their weight behind you. And people have done that uh, in, in an amazing way with Texas tech baseball kind of being there. I, I worked, at a TV station in Lubbock from 2012 to 2015, kind of the rise, you know, I was at Tadlock's first press conference. That was one of my first uh, assignments when I worked in Lubbock was to go to, to hear his press conference and to see him build that thing up the way that he did and get the fan support, even before they really started going to Omaha regularly has been really, really impressive. And, you know, they, they've really gotten behind that team. So it's, it is going, it is going to be an atmosphere a great baseball atmosphere, a great college baseball atmosphere. The tech hecklers will be, uh, will be going at full throat. I'm, I'm sure those guys, uh, you know, they, they, they got the art form down. It's, it's clever and it's clean. And so um, th- those guys are always a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. The wind is going to be shifting around all weekend. I think Friday night, uh, it's going to kind of be right now, the forecast has it. It's kind of a, you know, a, a left to right wind. So maybe if you can get something in the air uh, out to, towards right field, you may end up uh, hitting one on the track every now and then. But uh, then it'll shift around throughout the weekend. But it is a hitters-friendly ballpark, I will say that. So uh, I'm just so excited for, for this stretch of, of Big 12 baseball. It's going to be so much fun to watch and, and really looking forward to kicking it off this weekend with Tech and TCU. Should be fun. Again, it's Matt Roberts. Uh, he's a great follow on Twitter. You can find him at Matt Roberts TV. Uh, he'll tweet a lot about baseball, golf, and then just Central Texas sports. And if you're listening to this and you're in the Central Texas area, uh, catch him on KWKT Fox 44 stations in Waco, but it goes down to you know South Austin, College Station, et cetera. So if, if you're in an area where you consider Central Texas, tune in to Matt's uh, sports broadcast every night on KWKT Fox 44. Also has a podcast, Baseball Stuff where he covers uh, college baseball and does great work there and proud tech alum. So we'll have fun with this series this weekend. And, and Matt, thanks again for, uh, for making some time for the pod today. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on and uh, love talking some baseball anytime I get a chance. And uh, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's get this thing going. I'm excited. That was my friend, Matt Roberts. Uh, it, 
really happy that he got to join me on on the podcast today and you can follow him at matt roberts tv should be a really fun series between tcu and texas tech we'll come back and close up shop with one more uh news and in kind of note from from today and tcu athletics before we do that though i want to tell you about built bar built bar is most delicious protein bar on the planet and i know that is a pretty pretty hefty claim but i think it's one that i that built bar can back up it's uh, it's delicious protein bars. My favorite flavor is coconut brownie chunk, but I also love peanut butter, German chocolate, cookies and cream, and they have a lot of unique flavors like lemon almond cheesecake. It's not just your run of the mill chocolate, snickerdoodle, peanut butter, and Built Bar can do that. They can do the classic flavors that most uh, companies dibble and dabble with, but they can also do those more exotic ones that most companies can't pull off. And Built Bar is good fuel for your body, only 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, 5 grams of fat. It's good for you. It's good. It's delicious. Try it today, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15, new promo code LOCKEDON15, and get 20% off your next order. Use that promo code and make your first order. Again, that's BuiltBar.com. Final segment here on Locked on Horn Frogs. And quickly, I just want to tell you about something that came across my Twitter timeline today. And I'll be honest about it. It wasn't even really on my radar. Um, Lauren Hurd, TCU women's basketball player. She's coming back for another season. She was a senior this past year, had her best season in her career at TCU, averaged 21 points a game. I mean, was just killing it. Played about 35 minutes a game, was on the floor a lot, shot 40% from the field, a little over 30% from three-point land. And, I mean, she's the team's best player, the team's best scorer. TC Women's Basketball did not have the season that they wanted to coming off a year where they should have made the NCAA tournament if it uh, wouldn't have gotten canceled and they came back and they just weren't really a factor at all um, in the conference. But Lauren – has, was fantastic, and getting her back is huge. I mean, she was the bedrock of that team, a foundational piece returning for another go-around in a group that is a little more seasoned after playing a lot of young players this past year and with some um, additions that can make an impact. I think this could be a dangerous basketball team. So Lauren Hurd, she's coming back. And not expecting it just because, I mean, she finished out her season really well. It seems like a – a nice way to cap off the career. And I didn't really consider the fact that everyone is getting this extra year of eligibility. And that's going to be something that affects all sports over the next few years. I mean, I think honestly we won't understand the full impact of it or the gravity of it until uh, this recruiting cycle, like this four year recruiting cycle comes to a conclusion because it's also having an effect on who's coming in and where they might end up. But Lauren Hurd coming back for one more go-around. Congratulations to her. Obviously would have been fine with whatever decision she made, but really cool that she's going to give it another go at TCU. I know Reagan Peebley's excited. That program's excited, and they should be because she is one heck of a, a player. Great, great college basketball player and excited to see what she can do in purple for one more season. That'll do it for Locked on Horn Frogs. Enjoy um, TCU baseball this weekend. Also, TCU soccer. They're in action on Saturday uh, against Texas A&M, so make sure you tune into that as well. They'll be without Emily Alvarado, uh, their goalkeeper, who's one of the best players on the team, and she's playing on the Mexican national team in a tournament in Europe. So 
pretty good reason to be absent, but nonetheless, she will not be there for that matchup with uh, A&M in College Station. That's a 7 p.m. kick, uh, and, and again, that's Saturday night. So that should be a fun one, women's soccer. They try to stay undefeated as they are 10-0-1 on the season overall, and they've won 10 in a row after opening their season back in the fall with a tie against uh, Baylor. So a couple more games left in their regular season. Tune into that. Tune into TCU Baseball. We'll talk about it all on Monday. This has been Locked On Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.